0: Welcome to the Fox River Podcast. We are a church with a heart for people and the message of Jesus. It is our desire that you'll be drawn closer to God through today's teaching. To access notes from today's message, go to foxriverchristians.org message. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us online, and welcome to Experience. In the book of Philippians, which is in the Bible, God invites us to, don't miss that, God invites us to experience joy, Jesus, purpose, and peace in new and in fresh ways. If you weren't aware, we're doing, all throughout the month of October, two-minute video devotions that will help you in each of these areas. They're on our website. They're on the church app. You can go right there, and I hope that they're a real benefit to you. If you're interested, you can. if you've missed them, you can go back and look at the ones previous there as well. Two questions that kind of set up whether this particular message is of extra value to us. First one would be this, have you arrived yet? That is, do you consider yourself to be about as good as you can possibly be? About as good a Christian as you could possibly be. Second question would be this, do you feel that you have accomplished or you have um, fulfilled all of the purpose that you have in life and that you can, your God-given purpose? Now, if your answer would be uh, no, then the Apostle Paul would say with you, me too. And I would say the exact same thing as well. The passage that will start us out today, Paul says this, not that I've already obtained all of this or that I've already arrived at my goal. I don't know if you have a spiritual mentor in your life, maybe a spiritual father, spiritual mother, somebody that you look up to. If you do, and you've ever heard them say, you know, there's some things that I still don't have together in my life, or there's some things I'm still working on. There's some things I'm still trying to figure out. There's some mysteries of God that I am just perplexed over. I find that to be such a hope-giving and a refreshing thing as well, that they're in progress with God and experiencing new and fresh, and I guess then that gives me the freedom to be as well. I can get this monkey of perfectionism off of my back, you know, that lie of the devil that you have to have it all together for God to work in your life, and then I can move on to be able to experience that which God wants for me to, which today is to experience purpose in new, and in deeper and in greater ways. And that's what Paul begins to talk about immediately, how he is pursuing purpose in his life and talking to his friends, those people that he cares really about, about how they can do this as well. It was 2002 that Rick Warren wrote the book, The Purpose-Driven Life. You've probably um, heard about it. If you haven't gotten a copy of it, I'd encourage you to go out to get that and to read it. Good book. If you have gotten it and read it in the past, it might be a good time just to pull it out and to do a quick read of this. This book sold 50 million copies. It was published in 85 different languages. Now, kind of cool story they heard about this. Football legend Ray Lewis was giving a copy of The Purpose Driven Life to Michael Phelps, that is, 23 gold medalist Michael Phelps. This, as he, Michael, was going into rehab. This book had such an impact on Michael that in rehab, he was dubbed Preacher Mike when he was in there. 50 million copies. Now, as I said, it's a good book, but why that success? In part, it's because Rick Warren had simply tapped into something that all of us thirst for, all of our souls thirst for, which is purpose in our life. It's no surprise that God, in his word, speaks statements of purpose over a thousand different times. I find it interesting as well that this thirsting of the soul would also be for joy It would be for peace. It would be to know God. And of course, Jesus is that primary means of doing so. And when we have the opportunity, parched mouth, feeling that dry soul, to be able to receive that, which is so refreshing, that hydration for it, that makes all the difference in the world, which is what God wants for us. Let's listen to what Paul says helped him and would help his friends as well. Back to Philippians chapter three, verse number 12. Remember, he started out this way. Not that I've already obtained all of this or that I've already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I don't consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. And He goes on to say this, all of us then who are mature should take such a view of these things. On verse 12, these words, I press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. These are going to give us the two questions that we need to be able to answer in order to be able to experience purpose continually throughout our lives. The first question being this. What has Jesus taken hold of me for? The second question is going to be, am I taking hold of it? Now, we go back to that first question. What has Jesus taken hold of me for? kind of begs a couple other questions like, Did you even know? Like, did you know that Jesus had taken hold of you for something? I mean, that might be like brand new news, right? And the other question would be, what does that mean (laughs) that Jesus has taken hold of me? Well, the term that's used there is kata lambano. It's a compound word. Lambano means to take hold of something. Literally, it means to grab something and to continue to hold on to it figuratively, it would mean to be able to comprehend or to understand, that is to grasp it in your mind. The word kata, it's just an intensifier. You wouldn't have to have it here, but kata means really, or really, really. So what's being said here is that Jesus has really, really taken hold of us for purpose. Now, the question isn't, Why has Jesus taken hold of us? That is a relatively easy answer. It's love. In fact, if you could just imagine for a moment the outstretched, nail-scarred hand of Jesus to you. In this, you can almost picture the entire gospel. You see, the scars that would be in Jesus' hands would be communicating that Christ died for our sins according to the Scripture, the first part of the Gospel. The fact that the hand is outstretched to you today is the reminder that on the third day, that he rose again according to the Scriptures. It's an action that's there for us. It also speaks this message loud and clear, one that God repeats, one that is lived out and experienced in our lives, and that is, that it's God that has been pursuing us before we ever chose to pursue him. In fact, in some of our cases, I know in my case, rather than pursuing after God, I was actually running away from God. I was rebelling against God. Yet still, there was that outstretched hand, the nail-scarred hand of Jesus, reaching out for me. Now, if we come to that realization, I need jesus i'm willing to accept that outstretched hand what he did for me in the cross the power of his resurrection in my life but to simply to come to him and saying i need you jesus when i receive that hand jesus takes hold of me on purpose and for purpose now i don't want us to miss this because this is just so personal you may remember way back in the old days when we used to shake hands with each other or we would actually embrace and hug each other. It's possible you can think back to the time that you first reached out your hand to somebody that you loved and you took them by the hand and they let you. In doing that, it was personal, wasn't it? And it communicated it communicated, I choose you. I am with you. I am for you. We are together. Jesus personally has taken hold of you. Jesus personally, he has taken hold of me. And he's done it on purpose and he's done it for purpose. How cool is this? Now, What's the purpose, you might say? Well, Jesus said this. His purpose was that we, John 10 10, that we might have life and that we might have it to the full. That is, that we might have the eternal life that comes through receiving Him as Savior, but that we might have life to the full, which is a purpose filled life. Now, how do we experience that? This fact that Jesus, and I want to encourage you, um, there's two things I'm going to ask you to write down today. This is the first one to write this down. I've written in my Bible, I've written it actually in my journal as well. You might just want to take a screenshot of it. Jesus has taken hold of me on purpose and for purpose. Let me say that again. Jesus has taken hold of me on purpose and for purpose. So let's write that down. I mean, tweet that out. And from that, let's talk now about experiencing that purpose that Jesus has taken hold. me for. I'm actually going to um, use some good friends of mine, Dan and Amanda, to help me in being able to share some um, very, very specific examples how they're experiencing it as well. There are three fundamental or key areas for us to be able to experience, each and every one of us to be able to experience purpose in. They are purpose at home, purpose at work or school, and purpose at church. Now, hear me, these are not all the areas that God has purpose for us in, not all the areas that we're going to experience purpose, but they are key. They are fundamental. Hear me, they are essential. Because if we miss purpose here, we are going to miss out on big, huge chunks of purpose that we could be experiencing in our life and that are so important for us. So let's start with the first one. At home. At home, God has purpose for us. In fact, I'm going to give you a tool. I love tools. Don't you love tools? Here's the tool that we're going to use. The question we're going to ask at each each area of purpose is this. What has Jesus taken hold of me for at home? So Dan and Amanda. Amanda had shared this about her family. This is our second marriage for Dan and myself. It's our first Christian marriage. Second marriage is in step-and-step parenting, melding a family together. It's hard, and there are so many more challenges than either of us expected. And frankly, if we were not believers, I don't know that we would still be married. Now, Dan adds in. He said, it's easy to demonize or to place blame on ex-husbands or wives for complicating life, to become angry, bitter, resentful. It's a choice to go the other route, and one that's not always easy. The way Jesus intended for us to treat others, no matter who they are or what grievances have been brought against us by them, was to love them. It's not always easy. But I do hear that inner voice when we're going down the wrong path. The course correction that I need regularly, I think Jesus is that foundation of reminding me how to love within our home. One of the things that they're saying, and this is going to take us right back again to if you're married, What is the purpose that God has, or that Jesus has taken hold of you for in your home? One of the purposes is this. It's to demonstrate that he makes a difference. He makes a difference in the way that we love. He makes a difference in the way that we show honor to each other. He makes a difference in the way that we're willing to forgive one another. And every marriage needs that. And people on the outside that see that realize there's something special that's going on. Now, you don't have to be married, of course, to have purpose in home. You might be a son. You might be a daughter. You might have a brother or a sister. Now, hear me. Your purpose isn't, Jesus hasn't taken hold of you so that you can teach them patience, so that you could be that tormentor in their life that way. But there is purpose that he's taken hold of you for in their lives. Whether you're in the home, whether you are um, out on your own, whether you're married, as I said, maybe a single parent, maybe never married there, Ask yourself, use this tool, what has Jesus taken hold of me for in my home or at home? And purpose is going to start to open up for us. Second area we're talking about is the area of work. To say that Jesus has purpose for us in work and at work is going to be reiterating what the Bible says over and over again. But let me use Dan, we've heard a little bit from Amanda, let me use Dan to share some of this with us. He said, my most relatable life verse is Colossians 3.23, which says this, work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. I pray on that verse, Dan says, and for God to help me to keep that in mind almost every day on my way to work. It's such a simple verse, but it translates into literally everything that you do when you think about it. If I am working as though I work for the Lord, how can my boss be let down by that? How can my customers be let down by that? How can the project team be let down by that? It's literally about giving the best you possibly can and knowing that that is enough when you lay your head down at night. Dan says, when you're trained in the mindset of money being your God— it's hard to make your own pathway with God at the center. However, after nearly 20 years with the same company, I believe that I am on that path now and in a position to train others in the same way. That is just so helpful. Whatever your job, career, temporary job, it might be school for you. That is your full-time you know, um, occupation right now. What is it? Remember the tool? Jesus has taken hold of you there on purpose and for purpose, and he wants you to experience that. Third area, key area we said, would be at church. Jesus' church is something that he has us in on purpose and for purpose in. Again, I'll let Dan share um, from a little bit of his story. He said, I could talk for a while about going from attending to giving to reluctantly starting to serve to leading a serve team and to where I am now. That said, I just refer us back to that same passage of Colossians 3.23 here. I enjoy working for a cause I believe in, and what better way to serve the Lord than to actually serve the Lord? Well said, Dan. (laughs) There's something about that in itself that's satisfying and energizing when you know that someone may come to Jesus in the environment that the Lord chose me to help create. Even more than that, the camaraderie of the serve team has always been amazing to me. He said, I sum it up. I feel that Jesus led me to this place of serving to feel the energy and to recharge me on a weekly basis at minimum. Life can really drag you down at times. And having that time of recharge is important. And I know it may sound odd, but serving recharges you. And to those that question that, I would simply say, try it and see what happens. And Amanda has uh, also shared that and echoed that, you know, serving for her is a place that purpose just continues to be new and experiencing in ways that God opens up and continues to do um, in their lives as well, to be able to serve that way. Now, it it could sound a little bit like pandering if I said to you right now, Jesus wants you to be serving in your church. So if your church happens to be Fox River, then Jesus wants you to be helping out and serving in some way in that. But not pandering, because the truth is, that's what Jesus does want. Remember the question? What has Jesus laid hold of me for at church on purpose and for purpose in? You might wonder, like, what would it look like if everyone at church was involved and, you know, serving in some way? It would look like a really good thing. And the experiencing, the individual experiencing, I guarantee you, it's a powerful thing and something that, that I want to personally invite you into. You can do it online. We've got serve opportunities there. You can do it physically and in person. You can do it right now, and we sure could use you now, or you can do it sometime in the near future. But if you just um, you know, text us at this um, word, the word sign up at this number, We'd love to be able to, you know, start that conversation going. I know, even with this tool, that there are so many other areas of purpose that God has for us. You were created on purpose, for purpose. God has gifted you. God has called you. And in saying that, I know some of us get a little bit frustrated because it's like, but I don't know what my purpose is. And what if that, you go like, I don't know my purpose. Well, Here's a couple things that I'm just going to encourage you to do. One, just start praying about it. That is, ask Jesus. Remember, he's the one that's laid hold of you on purpose and for purpose. Go to the source. Ask others. That is, the faith-building friends that you have in your life, talk with them. Talk about it in, in the group that you're in there. And then, until, best advice I can give you, until you discover purpose, live purposefully. I'm just talking about when you get up on Monday and you get ready to go to school, go to school purposefully. If you're virtual, if you're in person, then go there and give yourself to the task of learning. If you're playing in a sport, then practice purposefully. If you're in music, practice purposefully. It's one of the ways that we begin to experience the things that God wants for us and that others will want as well. If you're married, love your spouse purposefully. Don't wait for a feeling to come over you just get at it. It could be playing with your kids purposely. It can be resting purposefully. Just taking time to think of the things that God has blessed you with rather than the things that aren't going the way that you want them to as well. Now we said there's two questions. If we're going to experience purpose. One, what has Jesus taken hold of me for? Two is the one where the experience really occurs in our life. And the question is this, am I taking hold of it? Every night, Denise and I will sit together, and at some point, one of us will reach over and take the other by the hand. If Denise reaches over and takes hold of me, takes me by the hand, and I, in turn, take hold of her, it just communicates, we're good things are good. Things are moving forward. In fact, that, is, that could lead to more purpose that's um, going on from there. But if Denise would reach over and take my hand, and I give her the fish hand, and it just flops right there, that communicates that things aren't going that well, that we're not together, not interested in communication with Jesus. He has reached out and taken hold of us, and he's given us the opportunity. Will we take hold of that which he has taken hold of us for? If we will, mark it down, that we are going to experience purpose in deeper, in new, and I think sometimes some just... Exciting and challenging ways. If we don't take hold of it, then we won't. And we will miss out on purpose. Purpose is so important. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. I am just repeating and reiterating that which our soul is crying out right now. And to and to remind us of this that when we experience, when we live with purpose, that it makes a difference now in our lives and it makes a difference for eternity. Will you take hold of that which Jesus has taken hold of you for? So I'll wrap it up with this. Jesus is extending his nail-scarred hand. If you've never received him and taken it, it's there for you right now. And if you, acknowledging I need what you have done, Jesus I need your forgiveness, I just need you in my life. If you would take and accept that hand, then I'll pray with you today to receive Jesus Christ as your savior. For everyone that has, that's taken that hand, do not forget this, that Jesus has taken hold of you on purpose and for purpose. And we're ready now to take our next step with that. It may be for you in the area of a home. It may be specifically for you that you are going to, and again, asking this question, what has Jesus taken hold of me for at home, at work, at school, in church? And I am going to say yes. And I am going to take my next step now. Again, for those of you who call Fox River home, text us. We want to welcome you into a very exciting, purposeful serving together. Let's pray now. Jesus, we thank you that it's your outstretched hand to us, that you've sought us. And for those right now, the realization of, I need to accept Jesus Christ for not only forgiveness, but for all that you bring to me, Jesus, life and life to the full, And as best I know, I ask you to be my Lord and Savior now. Jesus, for everyone that has done so, we praise you, we thank you that you have taken hold of us. Nothing can be more personal, and you've done it on purpose and for purpose. We now choose to take hold of that and to live it out. In your name we pray, amen. Today, if you have received Jesus as your Savior, would you just like enter that into the chat right now? Um, do the hand raise that you have there. If you are a part of Fox River, let's take that step. I'm looking forward to seeing and getting that text from you. Thanks. We hope you were encouraged today. Subscribe to the Fox River Podcast to ensure you don't miss future messages. Stay connected through our social media channels on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, make a difference in the lives of those you know by sharing with them. We are grateful for you and hope you join us again soon.